1: Feel like a dollars. check out that ring? What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my
2: disguise. On. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. <laughs> hey, Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo. We're gonna start with a star Dodgers pitcher who was arrested for felony domestic violence at a Lionel Messi soccer game over the weekend. That's the guy right there. Julio Urias, one of the uh, best pitchers on the Dodgers, one of the best pitchers in the National League, Mojo. He was, though, Sunday night uh, at BMO Stadium. Of course, uh, Lionel's Inter Miami soccer team was playing uh, LAFC. A bunch of celebrities, a bunch of athletes came out to the game to watch. And uh, cops say that something happened between Julio and a woman that he was with. The game now. Uh, the details surrounding the incident are uh, not clear just yet, but we have been told from law enforcement sources, Mojo, that there was at least one person, possibly more, who witnessed Urias allegedly getting physical with this woman. They uh, then uh, this person, the witness, notified police officers, and police ultimately arrested him around 11 p.m. in Los Angeles. Now, Mojo, he was taken to an LAPD jail. He was booked about 1 a.m. He spent nearly four hours behind bars before ultimately posting $50,000 bond mojo and being released. So now he is he's out, but he is not with his Dodgers team. The Dodgers flew yesterday to Miami where they're going to play the Marlins. And uh, it doesn't seem like, at least not in the foreseeable future, Mojo, that Julio Urias is going to take the mound for the Dodgers. And obviously, here, this being a felony, he is facing what is a very serious charge.
1: Never a good sign when your team moves on without you. I mean, we've covered a lot of similar stories in the past where, you know, if the team got inside knowledge of the situation, and deemed it to be something that wasn't a threat, you know, that maybe the player was going to get off of very easily. If it was BS charges or something like that, the team just, you know, moves on as if nothing happened, obviously not the case here. The team left Julio back at home. So that is your sign that this is probably something that is going to be pretty serious. Obviously a lot of details, unclear, unknown at this time, this, this story is still coming together as, as we speak. So, you know, a, a lot of questions we have still need to be answered, but It's not looking good, I I would say. If you got eyewitnesses, this happened at a very public game. Mm -hmm. It's not like behind closed doors. I mean, there was a lot of people in that stadium. Let's not forget who they were watching. Messi, who has sold out everything, who is just the talk of the sport in any country right now. So, I mean, odds are there was a lot of people that saw what happened. And you just got to be smarter. You got to be better. You got to know – that this is a situation that is going to end very poorly for you. I mean, you're a pro athlete, one of the best in the game. You make a lot of money. You've had a lot of compliance training by any collegiate professional sport or team you've ever played for. They make sure they play their players know right. From wrong it's those meetings you sit through at the beginning of camp that seem to take up the first week of practice uh, but that's all for a reason you know and you just you got to be better than this you can't be uh, out there causing problems like this at a very public game again details still coming out but we already know that I mean this was a huge mistake
2: yeah and I'll tell you what's uh what's a really bad look for Julio. there was an alleged incident that happened in 2019 and it seems awfully familiar or similar to what uh, allegedly happened over the weekend. There was uh, witnesses, same situation, that said they saw Urias push uh, a woman that he was with at the Beverly Center, of course, the big fancy mall in Beverly Hills out here in California. Uh, And Mojo uh, prosecutors ultimately decided not to charge uh, Urias because the woman had stopped cooperating and said that she had actually fallen and that she had not uh, been pushed by him. Nonetheless, he was still suspended 20 games for violating Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy. And you do wonder now if baseball is going to look at this as a second incident and what that could mean as far as a a lengthy suspension goes. Uh, The Dodgers did release a statement, uh, short and sweet. Here's what they had to say. We are aware of an incident involving Julio Urias while we attempt to learn all the facts, he will not be traveling with the team. The organization has no further comment at this time. So we'll see. We're getting towards the end of the year, Mojo. Obviously, the Dodgers have uh, have big aspirations in the playoffs, but yeah, I don't know if uh, if Julio Arias is going to be with them. Mojo, we're not going to get that Tom Brady bachelor. Uh, series because guess what, Mojo? Tom Brady and Irina Shayk are still a thing, still an item, still Ooh. dating. <laughs> oh, you know why? You were rooting against them, Mojo. Give me the Bachelor <laughs> show, bro. Give me the Bachelor show. Well, maybe it could still happen. Maybe she says, hey, Tom, go have some fun for a few months. This is funny, Mojo. It's, it's interesting because we saw them together earlier in the summer and it, it certainly looked like Tom and Irina were a thing. But then, Mojo, recently we saw Irina Shayk top list. She was on a vacation with her ex and with the father of her, uh, her baby, Bradley Cooper. Of course, Bradley Cooper, this big A-list actor. And you thought, okay, well, maybe they're back together. And maybe that means that Tom and Irina Shake are not seeing each other anymore. Well, no, that's not the case, Mojo. We have talked to people who are very familiar with the inner workings of the couple. And we have been told, nope, they are still very much an item, still dating each other, Mojo. So, I guess still arguably the most famous new couple in the world right now.
1: No, uh, This is just terrible news, Babcock. <laughs> this is the worst story we've recorded in the past month or year, I would say. We almost had Tom Brady on The Bachelor, Babcock. That would have been... Fantastic. I mean, we could have been talking about so many more fun opportunities and stories of Tom Brady's single life. I mean, this guy rushing back into a relationship after all that time with Giselle, it seems like a mistake to me. I feel like my guy should be single for a little bit and find himself and have a little fun and do that. But I'm not going to rain on the parade of love Babcock. I don't want to be that guy. Look, seeing Irina and Bradley Cooper together, that, that's going to happen. We're going to yeah. see Tom and Giselle together. They have kids right. together. They're to be, you know, huge influencers in those children's lives. Obviously, there are going to be times, whether you're in a relationship or not, where you're going to have to co-parent, be in the same room and be around your kids. So who knows? Maybe that's what's going on with Irina and Bradley Cooper here As far as the the photos go, yeah, I mean, I don't know about that one. I guess they've
2: all seen it before when you were married to someone else. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been saying, Mojo, nothing that he hasn't seen before. Trust me. Um, Mojo, I'm glad you brought up kids and Tom Brady's kids specifically because, Mojo, uh, Tom Brady, his son, Ben, 13-year-old Ben, is going to play football this year. And, uh, Mojo, (laughs) guess what? Not following in dad's footsteps, though. So, uh, Tom, of course, he has his uh, very popular podcast, Let's Go. Uh, Jim Gray, La- Larry Fitzgerald, of course, his co-host. And the uh, topic turned uh, to Ben's athletic prowess. And, um, yeah, not playing quarterback Following in the footsteps, Mojo, of someone that you know pretty well though. Take a look. You know, my son is gonna play football this year, Benny. So I've been throwing the ball to him in the backyard. And he wants to be a tight end like Gronk. And he's gonna be a little beast. He's an amazing kid. But he and he's and he's got a lot of talents. He's very he's got a really talented musician and artist. And then he told me this year, dad, I'm playing football. And I was like, what do you want to play? And he's like, tight end. I want to be like Gronk. So I actually texted Gronk. And I'm like, yo, my boy wants to be like you. And he he loved it. And he's like, that's so great. And we got to get Rob to give some pointers to Benny.
1: We're going to have to give Roberto a call and get him on the show. We got to, we got to ask his opinion on yes. this. I'm going to do a lot of instigating. I can absolutely <laughs> tell you that. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, Rob, yeah acts the same age as Ben anyway. So they probably (laughs) grew up as peers, even though Rob is 20 years older. I mean, this makes... Perfect sense. I mean, Ben probably saw Rob's party <laughs> videos over the years and all of us shenanigans. Right. And said, I would be rather be like that guy <laughs> right. rather
2: than my boring father. Who right. Keeps Who's eating avocado ice cream mojo, right? And he sees Rob partying, having fun. He's like, what would you rather be? Exactly.
1: I mean, there's that. And then there's also the fact that when you grow up and you can actually catch passes from the goat, Right. I mean, that I guess primes you to be a receiver of some sorts, whether that includes a tight end or not. So I guess that part makes a little bit more sense. But again, Ben's 13. He's a young kid. There's a lot of ways to go. Plus, Rob doesn't party like he used to. He's getting old. He's getting slow right now. You know, Ben's image of Rob is probably lessening by the day. Uh, after we send him this clip of us, Ben will probably want to grow up to become the third co-host of TMZ Sports with us once he sees how much cooler we are than Rob now. Uh, but that, that's just my take on it. I, I'm sure everyone else would agree, too.
2: Up next in TMZ Sports, the U.S. Open interrupted by a fan who screams out a Nazi-era chant at a German-born tennis player, and the entire ordeal was captured on video. We're going to show it to you next on TMZ Sports.
0: Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
2: Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, U.S. Open going down in New York City over the weekend. Great, great match involving a player named Alexander Zverev, Mojo. But the match was marred by a heckler in the stands who was screaming a Nazi-era phrase. At a German-born player, at Alexander Mojo, who is from Germany, we obviously have the incident because it happened in front of these thousands and thousands of fans in a quiet arena, and you can actually hear the guy screaming it, and then you're gonna see Alexander's reaction, and he was not happy at all, Mojo.
1: He's hunched over. The sinners still trying to stretch out his <laughs>
0: so we Will be the last one standing.
1: We didn't hear and see enough. Put your hand up. That was him actually. Who said that? James Kudlow is interrogating the
2: crowd, demanding to know who Who said. said said. So there was Mojo. I've never seen anything like that before in sports. You know, not just tennis. Like we said, uh, Alexander was born in Germany, and we're going to hear from him in just a second. But I had never heard that phrase before. But obviously, he was very familiar with it. You're not supposed to scream when somebody's about to serve anyway, but for this fan to yell out something that was uh, so offensive uh, to Zverev, obviously you can see it affected him. Now, after the match, Mojo, he was asked about what happened and sort of described why it angered him so much. Take a look. She
1: started singing uh, the anthem of of Hitler that
2: was back in the day. It was uh, Deutschland über alles. It was a bit too much. I think he was... He was getting involved in the match for a long time though and I
1: think I don't mind it. I-, I love when fans are loud, I love when fans are emotional, but I think, you know, me being German and not really proud of that history, um, it's not really a great thing to do. And I think him sitting in one of the front rows, I think a lot of people heard it, so If I just don't react. I think it's bad from my side, Babcock. I'm going to start this off by giving Alexander his flowers. I don't think there was a more perfect way that this man could have handled this situation, He kept his calm the entire time, but he spoke out when he heard something that was going to be a huge problem. He brought up a good point. The guy is front and center. Uh, at the at this arena, you know, like when you're front and center in an arena, your voice carries. You know, you wouldn't think that with that many people there, but yeah. everyone in that arena will hear you. You're kind of the cheerleaders when you're in that spot. Some teams even save tickets for the most vocal fans that they have to purposely place in those seats. So, by handling it the way he did, calmly stopping the game, saying very clearly what happened. Yep. having the man removed. And then even afterwards when his emotions could have gotten the better of him, when the match was over and he could have the opportunity to speak his mind, he he handled it perfectly. He articulated very clearly what the issue was, why it was significant and why it is harmful and dangerous to have talk verbiage like that associated with a sporting contest of any kind. So given Alex, His his flowers for that one. That was that was really impressive the way he handled it. As for the fan, I mean, how stupid can you get, right? I I mean, he probably timed it out for when it was a more quiet time of the game so that more people would hear him. But you got to be better than that. I mean, it's so stupid to target a player just because of where they are born. You know, whether he was, you know, whether he believes in what he said or if he was just targeting that player for being from country the intent is completely irrelevant you just can't have this in sports and you know they ban them they should ban them not just
2: on a one-off keep that guy out of that stadium indefinitely uh there's no place for that in sports yeah no i I could not agree with you more i'll say this too mojo this was a great tennis match and the u.s open is such a big deal this was going down uh, at Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's the uh, biggest tennis court most fans that they have at that entire complex in Queens, New York. This happened in the fourth set of an incredibly competitive match. Somehow, some way, though, Alex was able to uh, fight through all that adversity, actually win the match, and now he advances and he plays the number one seed in Carlos Alcaraz. And I mean, who knows? He's got a big challenge ahead of him, but I'm rooting for this guy. Could not have handled it better in my mind. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, Ezekiel Elliott got one of the coolest chains that I've seen, period. Uh, obviously, uh, Zeke still looks weird to see him in that number 15 jersey. And in the Patriots jersey, uh, of course, Zeke no longer with the Cowboys. I'll tell you what, to Mojo, he's got one of the coolest chains that I've seen in a really long time. So Zeke went to a guy named Gabriel French, a uh, really top jeweler and uh, he copped a chain, Mojo, worth $260,000. This thing is awesome, Mojo. You see, okay, number 15, right? Yeah, number 21 right there. Guess what? That's not a different chain. That's the back of it. This is a reversible chain that on one end shows 21, and on the other side shows 15, Mojo. Absolutely incredible. I don't know what he paid for it. Again, it's valued at 260K. This thing combined has 140 carats of diamonds. It's got 70 on the pendant, 70 on that huge Cuban link chain, VVS diamonds. Um, just awesome mojo. I, I have never seen anything like that that was reversible and showed both numbers. I thought that was very cool. A lot of times you see, you know, we see guys get chains and, and uh, lots of diamonds and they look really nice and are expensive. I, I don't know. I thought that was cool because it was different and it was unique.
1: Bamcock, I was just about to say, what a horrible. Horrible mistake this man has made. (laughs) Why? $260,000 to be
2: precise. uh, uh, Worth. Right. Worth $260. Not necessarily (laughs) paid $260. That's that's a good point. but it is reversible (laughs) problem solved
1: both your numbers i mean i gotta think he picked number 15 on purpose this can't be coincidence (laughs) this had to be a predetermined premeditated move right probably also he could do exactly this with his chain of course when it costs that much Drastic measures actually make sense in this uh, particular situation. I do like this chain, though, for two reasons. One, right. because it looks awesome. Yeah. But two, it actually doubles in features. It could be a serving tray. You could <laughs> people's dinners and deliver it to them on that thing. It could be a, a weapon of some kind of right. times up. i mean right there's a lot of things you could do with that just massive block it's like a has. shield too
2: right if if, yeah. if if something does go wrong and there are weapons involved it's like you've got a big shield on your chest it, yeah it, it's it's gigantic mojo i you know I mean, you have a big chain too and i i don't know how heavy it is i got the little chain here so it's not it's not all that heavy it, it, is yours heavy and and does it do you do you feel that on your neck as you walk around every day
1: I mean, mine's probably about a gram heavier than Ezekiel's. Just it's yeah. a little bit, uh, you so. know, more expensive and nicer and all that <laughs> stuff. What? But-
2: it's worth 261 k.
1: Yes, $260,001. That's how much uh, my chain is worth. I mean, that one, I think it's also good because he's gonna be working on uh, building his neck muscles out of season. His his is
2: gonna, gonna be huge. On.
1: His neck is gonna be jacked. I mean, this is a training tool.
2: He's probably gonna write this off on his taxes. mojo we're just about out of time but before we go we've got to send a big congratulations to the uh, lakers owner genie bus and comedian jay moore tied the knot mojo over the weekend in Malibu, uh, beautiful, very, very intimate but beautiful ceremony. Actually, on the beach. Yeah, I mean, look at it right there. Uh, it was it was basically Mojo, them, and a few family and friends. We're talking about 20 people. Uh, that's how that's how intimate uh, this guest list was. But obviously, very cool. Very happy for them. They went public in 2021, but they actually started dating around 2017. Not long after Genie, and of course, the legendary head coach Phil Jackson. Ended their engagement, Mojo. So uh, congratulations to Jeannie Bus, Uh, Very happy for them again, Mojo. We have got to go. We've got a big show tomorrow, though. We're going to talk to Jake Paul, Mojo. A lot of people wondering what's going to happen with Jake Paul now. Is he going to fight Nate Diaz? What's Jake going to do? We're going to ask him that very question, Mojo, on what will definitely be a great, great show, won't it?
1: Matter of fact, it'll be the best show since today.